Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hooper's Lab podcast. This is the podcast where we talk all things basketball. I'm joined here by my co-host, Riley. In the flesh. So, yeah, we were having some technical difficulties. We started, and then we got a couple minutes in, and then it stopped. So we're just going to... We're just going to run it back. You know, go on the run fly. it back, Turbo. So, one of the best producer tags. Let's be real. Um, so, yeah, we're doing the 2022 NBA mock draft today. Uh, it's in the title. That's probably why you clicked it. And, yeah, so we're going to be running through our mock draft for what we think is going to happen, not what we would personally do, because there may be some picks where we personally conflict with what we think the team is going to do on draft night this Thursday. So, and also no trades, uh, even though there's some teams like the Blazers that might trade their pick, we're not going to project any trades as of right now, uh, June 21st, Tuesday, um, 10 AM. This is what the draft is going to look like and what we think is going to happen. So first overall pick Orlando magic. Um, we only got to the first overall pick, so I already know that. Both of us have Jabari <laughs> at this spot. Um, but let's let's talk about it some more. I guess just reiterate what we were already talking about. Uh you and again know. it's where we it's where we think they're going. But yeah. Um I think pa- Jabari. Jabari is the he will be the best and most consistent prospect out of the draft. The one thing actually now that I think about it that does kind of scare me though, is like He's going to have to be the number one guy on the Magic. And that's what a lot of people are concerned about with him, though. Well, that's what the shot creation. Uh, I'm not a big fan of his ability to create his own shot. So, yeah, it's kind of... He's more of a supporting piece for an already established team. And that's kind of my issue, is that there's no one really on the Magic that's like a star. Like, Jalen Suggs is there, but I feel like... I don't know. I feel like you. He's need... another guy that you want to be like your second guy. And I feel like the fact that Chet and Jalen Suggs play together, I feel like that. I feel like Chet is just the choice that I would do personally. I don't think it's the choice they will make. It's the choice I want them to make, though, is to get Chet um, because he has the most potential out of the draft. I think that yeah, just the most star power, and he already has good chemistry with Jalen Suggs. And I just think that the team has the highest ceiling if they select. Uh, chat personally so but yeah Jabari Smith I mean he's a good shooter has good defensive potential he's very young has lots of potential um, but in terms of first overall pick guys when we look at first overall picks we usually project them to be future MVPs stuff like that but he seems more like a more like an elite role player if anything um and but when I mean elite role player, I still mean like you could be an elite role player and be an all star. Look at like Draymond Green; I'd call him an elite role player. But I don't really see Jalen's uh, Jalen Smith, no Jabari Smith, <laughs> being that kind of star player. I could be yeah. wrong, and I could get clowned in the future. But that's just how I would it be anything right new. Getting <laughs> <Been> clowned. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Um, anything else with this? Oh, also, I think this is good for Orlando um, because Jabari's shooting. Orlando doesn't really have a lot of shooting. Yeah, he's I a really good shooter. He's a really good shooter, but I still think they need that shot creator, like that guy. And I don't know if Jabari Smith is that is that guy yet. Maybe they think he can be, 
He certainly can. It's just as of right now, he's not. Um, yeah. Anything else from this pick? I ain't got nothing else. No. Yeah, I kind of see him as Chris Bosh light. Uh, Richard Lewis. Richard Lewis is probably the best comp. Um, just a a power forward with a good frame can stretch the floor, can play pretty good defense on the perimeter and inside. So. That's what yeah. I have going. Um, next up, we have the Thunder. Uh, who do you have the Thunder selecting? Shed Holmgren. Okay, I have them selecting Chet, too. Is it Chet or Shet? <laughs> Why'd you say Shet? <laughs> Did I say Shet? I thought I said Chet. He's a piece know. of Shet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, talk to me about Chet. What do you like about his game? Yeah, you know, he shows, um, obviously, he shows the elite um, rim protection and the defensive anchor-esque center. And then um, on the offensive side of the floor, he also shows that he has a lot of room to grow. Obviously, the one thing that is slightly concerning is that he is as skinny as you. <laughs> um, think, but he's uh, seven feet and I'm, you know, I, I exactly. <laughs> And, yeah, it's just hard to fill out a frame when you're like that and when you're that, uh, like, lanky, lengthy, tall, skinny. So, yeah. And then, I don't know. Like, when it comes to someone like that, it's just injuries are always a concern. Like, look at Chris Stops. Yeah, that's um, true. I think that's his biggest comparison personally. Nick's Porzingis is kind of – I think the main comparison we're seeing just yeah. because I think Chet, he's kind of has that unicorn frame. He has great ball handling potential and has shown lots of promise there um, as a mobile big dude who can handle the ball and has the shooting touch that he has. Yeah. The skinny frame and the frame that he has is a bit of a concern for me, but I don't think it's as much as a concern as you think just because he hasn't had any nagging injuries in high school or college, so he hasn't had injuries yet. It's not like he's already coming in with all these injuries. Um, the NBA also, is a different breed, though, in terms also, of like the overall workload. Yeah, we've also seen skinny guys succeed. I just like like look yeah. at Kevin Durant. KD. He was picked second overall because he couldn't bench whatever it was, and then yeah. now yeah, he couldn't him. he couldn't bench the he couldn't bench the weight at the combine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't even remember what it was, but yeah. Um, I think it was I like think, 185, maybe? I think it was 180, 185, something like that. Um, but yeah, he has crazy defensive potential, though, and I think that that's what the Thunder need, is that defensive anchor rim protector. I think that Shed is probably the best defensive prospect since AD. And if you look at, like, who has been doing... Who has had the defense that Chet's had at the yeah. college level? That's like, true. Like averaging like three, like three and a half blocks a game and a steal and a half. Like just insane defensive numbers. And also about the skinny frame, even when he goes against physical centers, he doesn't get completely destroyed. Obviously, well, that's the thing. Yeah, he, has, he, he does have the athleticism and length to help him against bigger guys, like bigger yeah. post-dominant centers. And in NBA training, I think he'll be fine. It's not too much of a concern. Yeah, Ob- Obviously, it still is a little bit, um, but it's not too concerning. 
But, I mean, he just fits in great with their young core. He would fit great with Giddy and Shea. Um, Thunder making the playoffs next year? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> we'll have to see if they actually get actual NBA players in free agency. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they've been looking desperately for a center, and I think they found their guy. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I love Porzingis, Nick's Porzingis, not current Porzingis. And also, he, he kind of reminds me of Evan Mobley defensively and frame-wise. I mean, both are kind of skinnier, seven-foot bigs uh, who are great defensively, can switch onto the perimeter. And, I mean, the Thunder really wanted Mobley when he was in the draft, and then now they might get a, a similar player. So... Yeah, let's move on to number three, the Houston Rockets. Who do you have them selecting? Uh, yeah, I still think that it follows the order with the big three in the draft. I had them go with Pana. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we have the same top three. We have Jabari, Chet, and then Paulo Benchero. Um, I think that I kind of... I was kind of thinking that maybe they go with an upset with this pick, but after they got rid of Christian Wood, I think that's very unlikely. And also, yeah, that's my thinking reports. too. Yeah, no, I agree. That's my thinking too. Like, I was thinking they could reach for like Jaden Ivey. But that's what I was kind of thinking. After too. getting after getting rid of Christian Wood, I don't see that. Uh, I don't see that happening, especially since they still would like to try and uh, develop that backcourt of KPJ and James Green. Green. Yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, yeah, they gave up Wood to clear room for Paulo, I think. And I've seen lots of reports that the Rockets think that he is their guy. And I think that he will be there. And if he is, then I think they're for sure taking him. I think he just adds to the young core very nicely. He would make a great young duo with Jalen Green. Um, I really like Paulo's playmaking because you kind of – Kind of lacks playmaking on the Rockets, but I, I like how I like the playmaking promise I've seen from him. I think he could step in and be a, a nice playmaker for them. He's athletic and can run the floor with that young team and just make them more exciting overall. Yeah, um, more competitive, more exciting. <clears throat> just at, just be that, that number two guy next to Jalen Green kind of thing. Um. My concern for him is he doesn't really have the highest ceiling for me personally. I think out of the three guys, out of the top three, he has the lowest ceiling. I don't know. I just get big Marvin Bagley vibes, which I'm kind of scared about. Um, I, I, I don't know. Just some red flags go off a bit with Paulo if he can be if he can make the switch to the NBA and if the skills will be there um but yeah what do you think of this pick and Paulo I think Paulo's scoring potential is sky high really um okay. yep I'm not and... as high as I'm not as high as him on you uh, bleh, I can't fucking talk I'm not as high on him as you are yeah no I think he is has the is most likely to be the best number one option out of the top three. Really? Okay. And I think he is a solid passer, which will, and I think he'll improve a lot on that as well. And yeah, obviously, no. with his um, athleticism, you'll expect him to slowly progress on the defensive end of the floor as well. I hope so. Yeah, I think that that's one main area of concern. Um, 
and I don't know if they'll ever come around. I think yeah. from the guys he kind of reminds me of, none of them are really the best defenders and put that energy on that side of the ball, so it kind of scares me. I don't know. I get some Marvin Bagley vibes. He kind of reminds me of prime Julius Randle. That's kind of the biggest comp I have for him. Prime Julius Randle was like all NBA second team. Exactly. No, that's why. And also like a mix of both versions of Blake Griffin, the Pistons Blake Griffin and the Clippers Blake Griffin. Kind of a mix of those two players. (laughs) Sounds like an OPS player. Well, more Pistons (laughs) than... I don't see him as yeah. doing those crazy dunks, but he's still pretty athletic. Yeah. <laughs> Mixing the two Blake Griffins. That's like LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron without the defense. So, yeah, I think that the top three, there's not really a wrong order you can go. I just think that this is what's going to happen. Just off of what we heard, yeah, I think the top three will go Jabari, Chet, Paolo. If there was to be an upset in the top three, what do you think it would be? Like, out of these three picks, which one goes in a different place than we're thinking? So, like, just within the top three switching, or? Yeah. I personally would pick Paolo number one. Okay, gotcha. I think that if Orlando doesn't go Jabari, then they'll go Chet, personally. Yeah. Um, if, yeah. I just see that as kind of what they want to do. I don't know. I know you're a big... I, mean... I just... That's true. I just think they need that scoring because, like, they have a pretty good defensive culture already. With, yeah, that's uh, true. Wendell's a solid defender. Suggs is a good defender. Isaac, if he ever fucking plays basketball again, <laughs> Fran- Franz is solid as well. Franz. Yeah, no, I can agree with that. Um, so number four, the Kings. I do not know what the Kings are going to do, man. Yeah. I'm I, ho- not sure. I, do- I don't expect them to trade it. I think they're going to try. But, like, I feel like it's rare that we actually get, like, pick, like, top pick trades. Like, we yeah, got, like, exactly. the Nuggets trading 26 to the Rockets. Like, yeah. I don't give a shit about that. Yeah, no, so, that sucks. Okay. I think the Kings are, like, the biggest wild card here, though. I think they want to win now. I think that's what we've kind of been hearing. If they are going to, um, if they are going to pick at this slot, I think they want to have a player that can make an impact immediately. And I have them going with Keegan Murray. Now, I don't think I like that pick. I I love that pick. I don't think he's going there though. Really? Okay. I don't think that this is the pick I would do. I think that I'm not the highest on Keegan Murray. I don't know. Um, I would personally go with Jaden Ivey, but because you've drafted so many point guards in a row, I don't think they'll do it. Or maybe that means they'll make it. Maybe it makes even more of a chance that they'll do it. I don't know. Um, Who do you have them selecting here? I have Benedict Matherin. Oh, shit. Okay. A Um, bit of a reach. I know. Okay, so you think the the Kings are going to do like a Kings move and they're just going to like... Okay. What like, you... He's a good floor spacer. Um, like mm-hmm. a great floor spacer. Solid defender. Has room to improve on there. Yeah. My I personally would is... definitely go Keegan Murray if I was the Kings. But yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what I think is going to happen. But And also because of the guys they've been targeting, um, they're targeting kind of at that forward position. So I think that, 
you know, you've seen the guys that have been linked to going to the Kings that they want. It is at that small forward, power forward position, yeah. um, which is something that Keegan does play. Um, so, yeah, with, with my pick, um, I think defensively he just helps that team a lot and he can really run the floor with that team. I think that the forward position is the weakest for them. And, you know, he's kind of a do-it-all kind of guy. I think he just fits in with what they're trying to do. He's 22, I think, so he's older. And I think that the Kings like that because they want to win now. He doesn't have the highest ceiling, but I think he can help them right away. Yeah, and he, yeah, I agree. And I think he'll be a solid role player that fits really well with Sabonis and Fox. If they swipe decide to, yeah. He kind of reminds me of... Kind of reminds me of Kyle Kuzma with his frame. Um, I think Kyle Kuzma, but a better defender. I'd say, like, he kind of defensively, I think Pascal is a good comparison. I like that. I have shades of Kyle Kuzma, Tobias Harris, and Pascal Siakam. Um, obviously not a complete mix of all those guys, but just bits and pieces. Yeah. But, yeah, no, that's who I have him picking. <clears throat> Benedict Matherin, huh? My only... I like that. My only problem with that is defensively his motor is questionable. So I feel like if he's not, if he's on the Kings, then he's going to be like, why the fuck did I play defense? (laughs) That kind of thing. I don't, I don't, I do not like the Kings, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know what these guys are going to do. Well, I guess we'll find out on draft night. Um, They better pray one of the three in the top fall out. No. Yeah. Facts. Honestly, I yeah, I don't know. I think the top three is going to be the top three, and then four is kind of where things open up. And I think they'll take kind of a shocker with Keegan Murray. I'm I hope sure. I hope they go Keegan Murray. I really like him. Okay, so you're high on Keegan and Paulo. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, number five, Paulo Bankero, Pistons. Who do you have the Pistons? Pistons on it. I got the Pistons taking Jaden Ivy. I do too. Jaden Ivey is probably one of my favorite players in the draft, personally. Um, I just think he's an absolute stud. I think that scoring-wise, he's explosive. I think he can just do it all offensively. He can he can handle the ball. He's explosive. On and off the ball, he can score. Athletic. And he's got good defensive potential. And personally, I think that he would mix really well with Cade. Even though they already have Cade Cunningham, I think he would complement him very well just because I feel like Cade's unselfish and can play with anyone uh, in the backcourt. And I also like Jaden Ivey's off-ball ability. Yeah, I agree. I think he'll be able to work off the ball um, enough so that they can they can both have their tra- their chance uh, Yeah, with the ball, but also he can easily work off the ball. Poor Killian Hayes, man. Killing his sucks, man. What a fucking bum. <laughs> Should have taken Tyrese. Tyrese and Cade? That would be nice. Like that oh my gosh, like a six five and a six seven backcourt. Woo. Um but yeah, I think Jade and Ivy and Cade could form one of the best young and exciting backcourts in the NBA. He's kind of raw, but the potential is there, and it's the Pistons, so it's like there's no pressure to win right now. Um I don't know. Yeah, and I think you could see them like making a if they make the right moves this offseason, you could see them make a low key run at the the play in. Oh, I definitely think they could. I think they have the pieces to do that just because of how good Kate is. I think that he's gonna make a big second year jump. 
And if they just get some vets and some just some good role players to fill out the roster, I think the pieces are there to have a surprising season. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, it kind of reminds me of, you know, Donovan Mitchell and John Morant, just the explosiveness, the finishing ability, um, ability to handle the ball. You know, that's kind of that's kind of what I see um, from him personally. Yeah. So, yeah, Jaden Ivey, probably one of my favorite players coming out of the draft. I'm pretty high on him. And I think that if he falls to number five, he'll, it'll be a steal. Um, so, yeah, number six, the Indiana Pacers. Who do you have them selecting? This is where I got Keegan Murray going. Okay, okay. Uh, talk to me about this pick. Yeah, like we said, he's a versatile defender, great shooter. Um, he has a, uh, a little bag offensively. Just a little bag, just a little Ziploc baggy, you know. Just a little bag. I don't expect <laughs> him to be no, like, number one option, but he's a, he's got he a Pascal bag. Outdoor. Yeah, no. <laughs> Pascal's <laughs> janky as hell. He's got that Pascal bag. Nobody wants that Pascal Spin move. bag. Spin move. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it just seems like a pacer pick, and I think he'll fit well with their... Re- I'm going to call it a retool. You don't think it's a rebuild? Didn't they literally say they were rebuilding? Like, it's a rebuild, but I think it'll be a quick rebuild. Because you already have Tyrese now, who has, in my opinion, all-NBA talent potential. Yeah. No, I, I can't um, agree with that, yeah. Miles Turner, an elite defensive anchor. Now you got Keegan Murray, a good floor spacer. They're shipping and Brogdon and Miles defender. Turner, though. Are they trying to ship Turner with Brogdon? They're trying to ship them both, not together, but separately. I think I, I've just seen. Yeah, I know. I know. Like I know. Him. Years that. Yeah, I know. Miles Turner was like, "Yeah, I think I want to stay here now," and they're like, "Yeah, we want to keep Miles." And now in the offseason, they're like, "Yeah, we want to get rid of Miles." But yeah, I, I have no idea. Um, but yeah, I don't know what you expect. I don't know what they expect to get them for Brogdon. Because I've seen that they might trade it to the Knicks for the eleventh pick. I wouldn't be mad of, about that. That's kind of a rumor I've been seeing. I would actually no. I don't like that for the Knicks. I, I hate that for the Knicks. Because the thing is, like, so you're already cards. your team already sucks. Yeah. And, um, and Brogdon can already barely stay healthy. So like, and you have quickly and Derrick Rose. I think that quickly they've very they've very much been getting him out of the rotation. But I really like Emmanuel quickly. I still think they need more of a traditional esque point guard, which. Um, I think Brogdon is. is. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, I don't like Keegan Murray going to the Pacers personally. I've seen it a lot. I think that right now it fits, but I would just, if I'm the Pacers, I would just want someone with a higher ceiling personally, um, which is why I have them taking Shaden Sharp. Um, he's a player that I'm very high on. And yeah, I'm very high on him. I think that. You know, he's, I think he's younger than us. He's like 19, uh, super young. He has tremendous upside. I've seen that he's been falling in the draft, which might be why you have him later, I'm assuming. Yep. Um, just due Part to the it. workouts. Apparently, his workouts weren't the best and not playing any college games. But the, the, college, games, the college games thing doesn't really concern me. Look at like Darius Garland. <clears throat> look at. Kobe Bryant. <laughs> um, 
but no, he kind of has that mold offensively as a three-level athletic and dynamic scorer. Yeah, I think he's got that Jalen Green mold. Yeah, I think him. Yeah, that's kind of my comp for him. One of them, but I think that him next to Tyrese is a beautiful fit in the backcourt because Tyrese is that that tall ball handler who can defend and shoot off the ball or no play off the ball. And Shaden Sharp is kind of that shot creator who can score from all three levels. So I think that it's just a beautiful fit. And the Pacers are early in their rebuild, retool. So I think that I see them as a rebuilder so they can take their time to develop him. And he also doesn't have much pressure if he goes to the Pacers because it's the Pacers. Pacers. (laughs) I I, I like that. I just don't know what they're going to do with their – with TJ Warren – Brogdon, Miles Turner, all their vets. Like, I really have no idea what they're planning on doing with them. Yeah, I don't know either. And what they can get for them, I guess. Yeah. The risk with Sharp is just that we haven't seen him play against top defenses because he hasn't played a college game. Um, But I I honestly just think that the risk for him is worth the reward, personally. And you're the pacer, so it's not like you have anything to really lose. Um. I kind of see him as a Bradley Beal kind of guy. Bradley Beal, Jalen Green, Brandon Roy, I think, is a good comparison. Um, just kind of in that mold. Um, so, yeah, number seven, the Trailblazers. The Trailblazers. Who do you have? What do you think Trail- about the What do you think yeah. about the Trailblazers here? Yeah, the Trailblazers are another team where, like, I feel like they could – like, I'm not exactly sure – what they're going to try to do, but I have been picking Dyson Daniels as of right now. I have Dyson Daniels going here, too. Um, yeah. I think that <laughs> I think that if they don't trade the pick, that this is the best selection because I just think that what I like about him is he fits the timeline if they are trying to win with Dame and if they're getting rid of Dame and having a reset. I agree. I think that he fits kind of both those timelines. He's a tall ball handler. He's like six seven, and he can play multiple positions. He's versatile. I kind of see him moving to the wing next to Damon Simons. I could see him playing the three, um, being that point forward kind of guy. And the main thing with him is just his shooting. He didn't shoot very well uh, in his G League season. But I've seen that his draft stock has actually risen because he's improved from three a lot, apparently, since then. Yeah, so, he did improve a lot. Which so makes that's sense. kind of, I mean, yeah, like he's fucking 19 or 20 or something. <laughs> he's pretty young, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, hopefully he can keep it up. The only issue for me is he's still pretty raw, I think. And if the Pacers, or not the Pacers, if the Blazers are looking to have a guy make an impact right away. There's maybe other players that would be better right now. But I just think the defense is something they need to get. Um, That's kind of the main thing for him. He might be the best defender in this draft. And on the Blazers, you need some kind of defense. So, yeah. Um, Anything else to say about this pick? No, I think that hit everything. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of Josh Giddy, Australian. I like that. I like that. Australian tall guard. Uh, Santoransky's another one, hopefully better than Tomas <laughs> Santoransky. But... Bro, I hated when the Pelicans gave Thomas Santoransky minutes this year. 
<laughs> I was so happy when they traded him. He was on. Does he play now? I don't think so. Where did he get traded to? Was it? He got traded. Did he get traded? I don't know. I think he just played, and then he. I was don't even remember. Out. I literally don't even remember. Bro, him and Melly. My boy Melly. Now they're both gone. I remember when someone said Melly was gonna be an all star. <laughs> you were like Mello. Yeah, because I was like, Mello. <laughs> Melly. Melly's coming over and he's going to be an all-star. Bro, when people hype up overseas players when they're already like 30, they're not going to do shit or else they'd already be in the league. <laughs> <laughs> like, when have we ever seen that? I mean, Sabonis. Arvidus Sabonis. But like, other yeah. than that. Um, your Pelicans have the eighth overall pick. Yes, they what, do. What do you see them doing here? Or who I still have on the board? Who do you think I got them taking? Um, are you asking me this? Yes. Do you have them taking? How else do you ask that anyway? Other way? Yes, I do. Okay, that's that's what I thought. Oh, oh my gosh! What the heck? Santoransky literally just signed a deal a day ago. He signed with overseas in Barcelona. He did play this year with the Wizards and the Spurs. No, he didn't. Wait. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, he played with the Pelicans. He played with the Spurs for nine minutes. I did not know he was on the Spurs. Nine minutes. And then I and they played with Washington? I do not remember this. Okay, but now he's overseas. Now he's out of the league. Good, get him out of here. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you have them taking Shane Sharp. Talk to me about this pick. Yeah, um, also, I just forgot to mention, uh, rest in peace, Caleb Swanigan. Oh, wait, when does that happen? Uh, today, I assume. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, I saw it on Instagram when the pod had a seizure. An hour ago. Oh, he did. Oh, what the heck? Oh, I did not know that. Okay. Huh, I have not seen that. 25. Rest in peace. Um... Yeah, <laughs> the Republicans, or was this just like why'd you why'd you mention this now? <laughs> I oh, because I, for, I, so I did no, I just forgot. I just forgot. I I meant to mention it when we started it, but I just forgot. Okay, gotcha. Um, so yeah, Shade and Sharp. <laughs> um, yeah. So obviously, we, Shade and Sharp's like we said, Shade and Sharp's scoring potential and ability is through the roof. Um. Shot creation, deep shot creation as well. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, like you said, a lot of uh, after draft combine, a lot of people's uh, a lot of people are turned off on him. And a deal yeah. college, and I've just seen a lot of mock drafts have him dropping here. Um, well, I, I, I can I, see I, that. I, yeah. I would I would love to see him coming to uh, New Orleans. Not gonna lie, but um, he'd be a great fit there. Yeah. Um. Again, I still could also see him going a lot higher as well, just because because of that potential. But yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, one thing with this pick that I like is that, um, obviously, just adding another dynamic score in that offense would be insane because they already have so many. It feels like. Um, but another thing with this pick is he's very young, and you know he doesn't have to. You don't have to rush him. Yeah, because. You know, you can kind of just develop him 
And then he could be that guy where it's like, oh, they have all these great players and they still have this shade and sharp kid who's just been developing. Like, honestly, you could just sit him the first season, have him work with trainers and just have him develop like that. And just, you know, kind of develop in that way. Willie Green could do some magic on him, you know? Willie Green the GOAT? No. That could definitely happen. Um, but I have them taking Benedict Matherin here. So. If, yeah, if Matherin's there, um, I would love the pick of Matherin. Yeah, you had him going higher. You had him going four to the Kings. I have him here. Um, I think that... You know, he's just an explosive wing with great scoring potential. I think he's kind of like Shaden Sharp offensively. Um, I like Benedict Matherin off the ball more. I agree. And I think he has more defensive potential. I think the biggest problem with him is that it's just potential defensively and his motor's not really there. But I think that the Pelicans is the perfect team for him to go to because they are a team that's winning now. Um, and they do have that promise for the future. So then it'll push him harder, I'm hoping. And also with those guys, Herb Jones and Jose Alvarado, I think that those kind of guys can help build that culture for him to settle into. Sure, sure. Um, But yeah, he has some playmaking potential as well, which I like. And he's a high flyer. So I have him kind of... Zach Levine is kind of a comparison. And Jason Richardson and Quentin Richardson. um, Those guys, just because of the two-way potential... And because he's a high flying shot creator, they pick up if they pick up Matherin, they got some high ass flyers on that team, bro. Yeah, exactly. So if they either get Shaden Sharp or Benedict Matherin, I think those are two guys that would be really good. Um, yeah, I mean, the eighth pick in this draft, you could still get a very good player. And this was the Lakers pick, so I mean, Lakers could have had something, but no, they. But they have glass, man. Good class, man. That's probably his new basketball reference nickname. <laughs> Made of glass. <laughs> Made of glass. Uh, a Disney, of course, is one. Uh, but let's go to the Spurs at nine. What do you think the Spurs do at nine? I got them picking Johnny Davis right now. Okay, interesting. Uh, talk to me about this pick. Yeah, so I just think um, with Pop, of course... I think you'll get the best out of Johnny Davis. I know he's another player that's kind of dipped a bit in people's mock drafts. Yeah. Um, but just his uh, defensive ability, um, I think, makes him a very viable pick. And like I said, I think Pop will get the most out of him. And you have DeJounte Murray, who I think he can play off of. Yeah. Um, no, for sure, I, yeah. And I think uh, his scoring ability will um, flourish well in the Spurs, with the Spurs, and in their system. Yeah. The only thing that I, like, the reason I can see them passing up on him is just because they have a lot of um, guards slash wings already. Yeah, that's kind of why. So I don't have him going here just because that's kind of a main thing for me. They're already stacked at the guard wing position. They have DeJounte, they have Devin Vassell, they have Josh Primo. So... I feel, like they, I feel like I'm missing someone. Um, anyways, those guys are <laughs> young, and those are guys that have all been recently um, drafted. So I see them kind of... I've seen Jalen Duran as a guy that's kind of people think is going to go here, but 
it's not hard to find a center that plays like Jalen Duran, and I don't think you need to spend the ninth overall pick on him. And I can see the Spurs reaching on Osumayan Dang. So that's why I have them picking here. I don't even know if he's on your draft at all. Um, I I have him at the next pick. Okay, got it. So, okay, I didn't know if he was even going <laughs> to be on your draft board. But the Spurs love taking risks with overseas guys. And I can see them doing it again just because of the crazy potential. He's 18. 6'10", tons of potential. And I think with the Spurs development team and with their draft history, I think that this just seems like a Spurs pick for me. Um, he's very super smooth game. His shooting does need improvement, but I think the defensive potential and just that position that he can fill for that team, I think that they kind of need some help on the forward front. And they can just really, you know develop him slowly and bring him through that development system. And I think he could be a stud for them there. Kind of reminds me of Paul George with just his silkiness, his frame, um, and also Nicholas Batum just because the playmaking and, you know, the frame as well in the position he plays. Yeah. So I think that it's a risk because he may never pan out. But if I see him going anywhere in the draft, I think the Spurs would be the team to do it. That's fair. Or the Thunder at 12. Those are kind of the only two teams I see taking that risk personally. Um, but yeah. Um, um, Wizards at 10. Okay. Um, you said he's going right, here. Right. So. Yeah, this is where I have it going. Okay, I've so, talked about it. Yeah, um, just a versatile defender. And I think that could, that's like the Wizards have Kuzma and oh my god, I'm like Rui. Daddy. Daddy. And they, they do Rui have as Rui well. as well. But yeah, so yeah. they do have like that small forward, power forward combo right now. But like, I don't know how much I would want Kuzma there in the future. Yeah. So just in terms of continuing to build that young front court um, and wing positions, I like this pick for them. Um, and yeah. Um, I think he'll be just solid for them. Like good, uh, good finisher. Oh um, yeah, that's another thing I forgot to just mention. Crafty, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I think he'll be solid for them. Um, if uh, Davis drops, I think Davis would be a good pick for them as well. Hmm. Um. But yeah. Yeah. Um. Now that you say that, I have the Wizards taking Johnny Davis. This is where I have him going. Um, the biggest need, the, the reason why I don't really agree too much with your Osumane pick, um, is just because they already are stacked at the forward position. I feel like he's very similar to Denny Avdia, who they just drafted not too long ago. Um, sure. they have Rui, they have Kuzma. That's kind of my thing. Um, I just don't know how, my thing is, I just don't know how much I want them with the Wizards long Yeah, no, that's true. Um... But yeah, I think that they definitely need a playmaker. They need a point guard. I think that's kind of their biggest need. And I kind of think that Johnny Davis can make that transition over to more. I think he is versatile and he can be that playmaker for them. Um, I think that he can become a point guard for them and just create a great duo next to Beal. I think his ability to score efficiently and create his own shots 
would be a nasty duo there. He might never pan out as a point guard, but I think that's worth the risk. I don't know. He doesn't have crazy. Um, he's not not crazy physicals. He's not a crazy athlete, but I think that I kind of see him as a jack of all trades kind of guy. That's you know, a guy that could create his own shot and just give you whatever you need. If you need him to play defense, he could play defense. If you need him to play make, he can play make. If you need him to score, he can score. Yeah. And yeah, it kind of reminds me of like CJ McCollum in some sense. Um, also, Jarrett Culver coming out of the draft just because of all the jack of all trades kind of thing um, yeah. was what Jarrett Culver was supposed to be. <laughs> kind of, yeah, kind of what I seen Jarrett Culver as when he was coming into the league is kind of how I see Johnny Davis in some sense. But yeah, I think this is a good pick here if he is here, obviously. Um, he does kind of range in this draft, but his draft stock has been dropping, and I think the Wizards are going to snag him if he's there. But yeah, the Spurs have been rumored to take him, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's not there. But yeah. Um, who's next? It's the Knicks. Who do you have the Knicks selecting? I got them taking Jeremy Sohan. Okay, talk to me about this pick. Just another good uh, versatile defender. And I, I always like the picks of the of versatile defenders when they when you have a team that especially like later in the lottery, just people with uh, potential to grow on the offensive end of the floor. But um, um, obviously, pride themselves on defense. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And like with having Julius Randle, you don't need him to come out there and be an immediate impact score or anything for you. And the Knicks don't need that. And there's no one that I'd really like. Um, there's no one that I would really be reaching for the Knicks to draft at this point. I guess, like. Jalen Durant is someone that I was looking at as well for the Knicks picking up. Yeah. Especially um, if they do let uh, Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson walk, which is likely. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't be mad at a pick like that either. But yeah, there's no one that's really like jumping off the page here for me for them to pick. Yeah. Yeah, I can reach anything. that. They don't really have like an immediate need. They're kind of just like, I don't know, the roster is just kind of a mess, to be honest. Yeah, I think the problem is they, they have don't really have much of a, yeah, they don't have much of a direction. Yeah, which is kind of concerning. Um, I actually have uh, Jalen Duran at this spot. So I just think, yeah, with Mitchell Robinson probably leaving with Nerland's Noel health, because um, he does have health issues, it's hard to stay healthy. I think Duran is the player they select. He's one of the youngest players in the draft, and I think his great potential can be a lot unlocked by Tibbs. I think that it's kind of a he's kind of a Tibbs player, kind of reminds me of just because of his physicality and the fact that he has these physicals. He's like two fifty, long wingspan, seven feet tall, at only like nineteen years old. Yeah, um, it is scary. He's very much an old school big with the back to the basket game. I think he has a, a better back-to-the-basket game than a guy like Mitchell Robinson where I'd be comfortable when he develops feeding him in the post to get a nice bucket. Um, but yeah, just very old-school rebounding machine, great shot blocking, a back-to-the-basket kind of big. And I just think he fits the coaching. I, th- I think he fits the culture 
that made them succeed um, last season. And, well, I guess, no, it'd be two seasons ago now because this season just ended. So I guess it'd be two seasons ago. And I just think he fits the young core nice. Doesn't have crazy potential, but I just think he fits in really well with the coaching and what they're trying to do. Um, I have comparison a comparison to Mitchell Robinson, which he's kind of just the replacement there. Uh, DeAndre Jordan's another guy just because of the athleticism and the defensive Probably game. DeAndre Jordan. And some some Dwight Howard. Maybe not as good, but I think that his game is very Dwight Howard-esque. And I wouldn't be surprised if in an interview, that's kind of who he modeled his game after and who he kind of was a fan of growing up. Yeah. Um, Because I think that their games are very similar, personally. Um, Number 12, it's the Thunder. Who do you have the Thunder selecting here? AJ Griffin. Okay. Um, Oh, another thing I forgot to mention. I don't see... I don't see Sohan going to the Knicks just because that forward position is already stacked. They have Obi Toppin. They have Julius Randle. I think that's kind of the only position where I don't see them really taking someone at is that forward position. Um, Sohan is also older, and I don't really know if I would, if I'm the Knicks, if I would take an older player. But maybe, actually, no. They took Toppin, and he was like 30 <laughs> coming out of the draft. It's the Knicks. Yeah. No, that's true. Um <laughs> So, number 12, who did you, A.J. Griffin? Yes. Okay, talk to me about this pick. I like that for them. Yeah, originally, when I was first doing, like, early stages, like, a while ago of early mock draft, I liked A.J. Griffin going, like, higher. Like I, I had him to the Pelicans. Yeah, I liked that in early mock draft stages, but mm-hmm. um, he's just, uh, as of right now, I would say it's just low... Um, like he has a solid ceiling, a, a decently high ceiling, and could fit well with a lot of teams. But as of right now, I think it's just motor potentially and just raw, which is why I think I also think injuries is yeah, a big thing. Too. He struggled with injuries in high school and college. So and and from what we've seen in the draft, how we know NBA drafts go after watching the draft for multiple years, injuries are. A concern that will have you fall in the draft. Look at a yeah. guy like Michael Porter Jr. Um, so yeah, I, I can agree with that. Yeah, but um, yeah. he would fit nicely with the Thunder, though, just as exactly. that knockdown off-ball shooter. Exactly, and he has potential to grow defensively. And if, yeah, exactly, he has a nice frame, so I think defensively he could really grow on that side. Um, but yeah. I have the Thunder selecting Sohan. This is where I have him going. Um, I think him and Chet would be a great fit, personally. And, you know, I think that the Thunder... I originally had, on my first um, draft of this, I had them going with Usumane Dang, just because they do really like their project players. But I think that with the 12th pick, they're going to start moving away from project players. Because I do think that they kind of want to be more competitive now. If they they have the second overall pick, they have Shea, they have Giddy. I think that Sohan is kind of where they start to try and be more competitive as he is an older prospect. Um, I just really like him defensively. And I just think that he... I just think that he's that hustle guy that the Thunder kind of need. 
You know, they're weak at that forward spot. They really only have, like, Poku and Darius Baisley. And I think that Jeremy Sohan just brings perfect energy, can fit next to Chet. Um, That defense I really like from Sohan, who can guard multiple positions. And he's just unselfish and a hard worker. And what you mentioned before is his offensive game is kind of an area where he needs to be developed more. But when you're playing with Chet and Shea and Giddy, I think that he could just be out there and be that kind of glue guy. Do what he does. Yeah. He can be that glue guy that can fit in right away and help you be competitive and just be a good locker room guy. And I think that at his ceiling, he can be a point forward because he does have some playmaking potential and some finishing potential as well. Um, I see him kind of like an Aaron Gordon and Ben Simmons kind of player. Ben Simmons is like the ceiling. Uh, Aaron Gordon is more of where I think he will be. That's fair. So, yeah. Just, I think that they need to start kind of exiting the rebuild mode more. Um, obviously still rebuilding, but trying to be more competitive. So, I have them selecting so handy. Well, the thing is, like, they still have fucking, like, 50 million picks. picks. So, yeah. like... Yeah, I don't exactly. know what I don't know what the Thunder do. <laughs> I mean, we'll have to find out. Um, who's next? The Hornets. Hornets is next at thirteen. Who do you have them selecting? Oh, we are at thirteen. <laughs> um, yeah. So I still have them on the board. I'm so guessing where I have them picking Jalen Durant. Yeah. Okay. Once I seen that he was falling for you, I kind of thought that this is where he was going to go because the Hornets are. Probably the team in the NBA that most needs a center. Um, and Jalen Duran is that the kind of center that they've been looking for. Forever. They've been looking for Andre Drummond for what feels like 10 years. <laughs> and they're getting a, a baby Drummond. So Probably a better Drummond. I mean, fucking hope so. <laughs> um, talk to me about this pick a bit. I I guess I kind of said that needs to be said. Yeah, there's not that much to say about it, just because it is exactly what the Hornets need. And if he's there, I feel like it's a no-brainer pick. And they also have another pick. 15, yeah. 15. And and I would pick Mark Williams there as well. Oh, you got both of them. Exactly. If if you can't, if if Jalen Dredd is not there, go Mark Williams. Either way. One of the two should be on the roster unless they both go higher than 12, which I doubt. Yeah, I have them going with Mark Williams at the 15th pick. I think they definitely – I don't see Duran dropping personally. Uh, I had him going 11. But if he does, then they'll definitely snag him and he'd be a really good fit because he fits the young core. I think that he can run the floor with guys like Lamelo. He can catch lobs. He's an athletic freak. And just that inside force that they need on both sides of the ball. Um, he just, He's just a, an ideal fit for them. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, but with the Hornets, this is where I have A.J. Griffin going. So, uh, like I, I said... That. What? I don't mind that. Yeah. So, and then I have Williams with the 15th pick. So, I think they pick the best guy on the board. And then, because... It's only the Cavs after them, and the Cavs aren't going to select Mark Williams or any big man. So I think they go with... Hey, man, you never know. I think they go with the best available wing if there's still one on the board. Uh, If Duran is gone and there's a wing available, then I think they go with that, and then they go with their 15th pick with a big. 
Um, but yeah, I had AJ going higher. I had him going eighth originally. Um, but yeah, the injury concerns is a thing and also just not the highest ceiling, but he's only 19 years old. He has lost a step since high school. People have been saying, which is concerning. Um, but I think that the defensive instincts are there and the biggest upside is he might be one of the best shooters in the class. Yeah. And I think next to LaMelo, that's a really good fit because he's a guy that can feed you the ball in the corner or off of screens. And I think the shooting will translate great. Kind of reminds me of Desmond Bain in that sense. Um, Just shooting the ball wise. I think he can get to that level that we've seen Desmond Bain get to. Yeah. Because of how great he is in the catch and shoot. And I just think the Hornets need more pure shooting because they don't really have like a pure shooter. And I think that A.J. Griffin's a guy that can have a long career and really fit in with what that team needs. I agree. I agree. So, I like that pick. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have the highest ceiling because he's not a guy who could create his own shot, but that's not really what the Hornets need him to do, and that's not what he needs to do, really. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. And then I have them picking Mark Williams at 15, but if Duran is there, then I have them picking him. Um. Who's next? The Cavaliers with the last pick of the lottery. I got Malachi. Okay. I It was between him and another player for me. So <laughs> I went with, I didn't go with is Malachi. That how, how, is that how you pronounce it? Branham? No, his first name. Malachi? Is that it just, not his first it name? just looks weird spelled like that. How, what's, what's his name? Is that not his name? Mal. No, yeah. It just looks like, I don't know. Like, that's not when I see Malachi. I don't, that's I don't the only way I've ever like seen that. Malachi be spelled. Bro, I've seen Malachi spelled so many different ways. How have you seen this? Like, with a C? I've seen, like, I've seen, like, Malachi. Oh, Mal- that's like Malachi o- Flynn. Yeah. Malachi. Yeah. Malachi. Mal- okay, this is the. Oh, I guess so, yeah. I guess there's multiple ways to... Either way, um, why do you like him going up here? Yeah, so he's just a uh, another solid wing defender, which... Yeah, I guess wing defender, which the Cavs could use. Um, oh, he's younger than us. <laughs> solid, solid score, and he's not. you're not going to need him to come in and, like, you know, create off the dribble, outpack the basket, which... He can do good enough, but yeah, not you have Darius, you, exactly. You have Darius Garland to do all the shot creation for well, basically the whole Cavs team, to be honest. But, <laughs> yeah, um, he's kind of running the show there, which I I like. But yeah, um, I have the Cavaliers going with. I'm gonna butcher this. O'Shea Agbaji. That's a good pick. So, um, he had a uh. So, the Cavs had a very surprising season. I think that they're looking to repeat their success, and their biggest need is shooting and play from the wings, and I think they assess that with this pick. Because when you look at their wing situation, Okoro is mostly defense. The offense hasn't really come around yet. And Laurie Markkinen is all offense as uh, as the wing on the team. Yeah. So, I think that this pick just gets them a guy who can do both. I agree. And, you know, he's also older, which I like because the Cavs are looking to win now and repeat their success. 
He doesn't have that crazy upside, but with this pick, I think it's just an immediate need, a guy that could come in right away. And I think he'll have a long career if he sustains his shooting because, I mean, he had a really good season last season as a knockdown shooter. And if he can keep that up, he can have a nice, he can have a nice career. I just see him as a nice experienced three and D prospect. Good frame. He has potential as a cutter um, because he has some athleticism there. Um, But yeah, I kind of see him as like a a Danny green kind of guy, you know, just that three and D wing, the ideal three and D wing. And yeah, Trevor Ariza, maybe some defensive potential there, um, some two-way potential. But I think that this is just the perfect pick for them because they get an older guy that can help them right away and assess their shooting and wing needs. So that's what I have. Is there any, like, did you look further down the draft if there were any other players? Like, is there any players that you like outside of the lottery that you want to shout out or anything like that? Or did you just strictly look at the lottery only? I didn't look too much past it. Um, I looked at it a little bit, but not too much. Um, so I have, so I think the Timberwolves go with Ty Ty Washington just because there are rumors of, you know, Ty Ty was supposed to go pretty high in this draft, but he has fallen a lot um, due to his March Madness performance. Yeah. And I also just think that the Timberwolves have reportedly been shipping D'Lo out, or they've been trying to, I mean. And Ty Ty Washington is that point guard that could come in and kind of fit with them nicely. Yeah, I also saw um, uh, he was rumored to Houston, which I don't mind. Mm, okay, yeah, I would like that for them. I think that's where I have Malachi Branham going. Um, when I did, because I originally did the top 20, and then I was like, oh, we're just doing the lottery, so let me just cut this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Terry Eason is a pretty good player I have going to the Hawks. I don't know if you know much about him. Um, what else did I have? Oh, I had Nikola Jovic going to the Spurs just because, you know, it's the Spurs. Um, they like their, he's a forward, great potential. Um, yeah, he could also go to the Nuggets. <laughs> That'd be such a funny pick. You got Jovic, Nikola Jovic and Nikola Jokic. I hope they do it just for that reason. Just for, imagine getting drafted to just because you have a similar name to the MVP. <laughs> I mean, he is supposed to go around that range. The Denver Nuggets have the 21st pick. Yeah, it's not like it's like a reach or anything. Yeah, no, he is in that range. So that'd be be pretty funny. Um, But I haven't looked too much past the the lottery I'm not too familiar with. And honestly, like past the lottery, how many of these guys are going to, you know, be anything, you know, too special? Obviously, in every draft, there's a couple. But... You know, maybe I'll do some research just to see if I can, if I can find my player to bank on because Tyrese Maxey was a guy I was really high on, and he turned out to be really good in draft steal. Same with Dejounte Murray. So maybe I want to repeat. You know, maybe I want to, maybe I want to find those Get guys. Those around. Desmond oh. Bain was another guy I was pretty high on um, when he was drafted. He was drafted like thirtieth, and I yeah, just he was thirtieth. Damn. Yeah. Imagine if the South wow, the Celtics could have won if they had Desmond Bain. Honestly, that's like the perfect player they need. Could you imagine? Oh my gosh. Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain, Jalen Brown, Tatum, and Robert Robert Williams. 
Fuck. What did they even get for that pick? <laughs> what did they even trade with Des- for Desmond Bain? I don't, I don't remember. It was some... Well, that's sad. I'll trade. Yeah. Um, We have a couple Canadians in this draft. Me. No, but... <laughs> I'm declaring for the draft. Um, but no, Shaden Sharp is Canadian. Same with um, Benedict Matherin. So oh, those I are two guys. oh, I didn't know they were both Canadian. We're rocking with them now. Benedict Matherin's a Montreal guy. Oh, Shaden never mind. Sharp. Fuck Fuck Benedict Matherin then. <laughs> Jaden Sharp is from London, Ontario. I was gonna say, is that London, London. UK? <laughs> it said he's from London, but he's he's from Ontario, London. So, I mean, hey, he might be the next Canadian star. The next Jamal Murray. That's not, yeah, that's not why I'm high on Jaden Sharp. <laughs> sure. That's not why I'm high on him. You racist. But. <laughs> You're right. I hate Americans. I'm racist. <laughs> Who doesn't? Probably Americans, boy. <laughs> I, 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 I'm pretty sure a lot of Americans do hate each other. I mean, yeah, never mind. <laughs> they <laughs> hate each other. Bro, people in this world just hate each other. They're just people, like... People be haters. I got... Uh, so, I got... I just want to read off this person's draft feed. So, <laughs> okay. Matt Norlander. So this is based What's off the... of who he thinks will have the best career. Oh my god, career, I, th- I thought that was career. the first overall pick. I was like, no. <laughs> this, is, this is based off of who he thinks will have the best career. Okay, so purely off of who thinks will the best career. So I guess not like potential kind of, but... Okay, I so. see. So to start, we got Paolo. It's all right, whatever. Mm, okay, I don't agree with that personally, but... At two, we have Jabari. Okay. Fair. Yeah. And then at three, we have mm-hmm. Shaden Sharp. Okay. Yeah, see? Shaden Sharp, man. At four, we've got Benedict Matherin. Okay, I think the potential is there, yeah. At five, we got Chet. I think I was disrespecting Paulo a little bit. Um, I do think that... Just a hater. No, I think that <laughs> it should be Paulo... Paulo and then Chet. I think. I wouldn't be like in Chet terms of Paulo. potential. I or... the, yeah, I think off of potential, those should be the top two guys. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And then that. like Sharp and Jabari. Um. So and then at six we got Jaden Ivy. Fair. Yeah, I really like Jaden. Jaden so, Ivy below Benedict Matherin. I personally don't. I know that's that. a that's a little wild. I'd flip them. Um. And then we got AJ Griffin at seven. I don't think he's a potential guy, really. I think that. Well, I mean, who else is there that's like a... eight? There's Ochi Agabaji. Oh, that's the guy I have going to the Cavs. Yeah. Um, Mark Williams okay. at nine. At, oh, that's kind of strange. <laughs> EJ Liddell. I've seen Mark Will- – oh, EJ Liddell's a pretty good player. I think he's going to the Bulls. I'm pretty sure he's from Chicago. Yeah, I like EJ Liddell. He's a defensive forward that's from Chicago. I think that's something they need. Um, um, Jeremy, so- Jeremy Sohan at the Nick- to the Knicks, so, all right. Keegan yeah. Murray at 12. Ooh, we are Keegan Murray higher than Patrick that. I mean, Baldwin. I guess potential-wise. Patrick Baldwin at 13. 
He's not even in our lottery. I know. I don't even. I don't even know if he's projected to go in the first round. I was gonna say he's probably like a late first round pick. That's the same thing with uh, Mark Williams. He's either going to the Hornets or like late first round, no in between. Yeah. Because if the Hornets are with the only team that are gonna, Patrick Baldwin. I'm trying to. Walker Kessler at 15. I've seen some. What's up with Jaden Hardy? Wasn't he supposed to be like really good? Yeah, he's just a really think of uh, what the hell, who the hell is the guy that the uh, the Nets got this year? Cameron Thomas. Yeah, think of similar to Cameron Thomas, just the score. I really like Cameron Thomas. He's my boy. Yeah, I don't know. I just and found he, it and weird. Twenty eight. What? And he went to like twenty five or lower. Yeah, that's true. so. Yeah, that's basically what I would say, Jaden Hardy. Is similar to because yeah, Jayden I really Hardy's like Jaden. Jaden Hardy is my steal. I really like Jaden Hardy coming into the draft too, but now he's like twenty. Holy below. shit! It's raining. Is it? Yeah. Do you hear it? I don't know. From you? No. It looks oh. right at where I am. Oh, it's loud as hell for my side. <laughs> um, Kennedy Chandler, Jovich. Yeah, I'm just trying to see some different. Yeah, Marion Bochamp. I've seen some hype around. Why does it say Jonathan Davis? I just don't feel right. Jonathan? Jonathan? It's Johnny. His name is Johnny. Um, yeah. So, pretty different draft boards, but kind of like the picks that – most of the picks where it's like if I didn't have my guy going there, then your pick is probably the guy who I'd have going there. Yeah. Around um, the same areas. Oh my areas, fucking yeah. god! What? Nothing. <laughs> nice. Man <laughs> gets mad over nothing. No, it's two K, man. You can't do a rebuild without this shit crashing. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's all for our mock draft. Um. Yeah. So it's Thursday. I'm excited to see if there's any upsets. Who? Which predictions are right? Which ones are wrong? I low key like would this like is to one see, version. I low key would like to see like Chet fall just to like really surprise everyone. Oh, like you know how? <laughs> Remember when we watched the draft live and Michael Porter Michael Jr. just kept <laughs> falling? I had him going like four. Who was it that we were like? They have to draft it. It was the Hornets. The Hornets, because they had two picks. Oh yeah, because they had back to back picks. They had to draft it with what? Who the was fuck it the did they draft? Too? They drafted. The Cl- yeah, uh... the Clippers drafted. Oh, what the fuck was his name? Jerome Robinson. <laughs> yeah, we were like Jerome Robinson or Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> Who the hell did the Hornets draft over him? They drafted um Shea. Okay. The Hornets are the ones who drafted Shea, yeah. and then they traded him to the Clippers for Miles Bridges. But they drafted another guy. I thought. Who knows? Whatever. <laughs> they, Shea fell, or no, Michael Porter Jr. fell, and I thought he was going like, who had the fourth pick? What was the... Okay, what draft is this? No, that was 2017, where they had Cleveland picked Sexton, right? That's the draft, right? Uh, yeah, that, that's the one. That's a, that's the class. So it's like Aiden. It went Aiden, Bagley, Luca, JJJ. Oh, JJJ, yeah. Trey. I think I had him going like six, maybe four. I don't remember. Who the hell was after the Hawks? Yeah, who was Mobamba? Mobamba. 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure I had uh, him going to the Magic. Oh, remember when like Mo Bamba was expected to be like Jesus? Well, yeah, because he was a seven foot guy with incredible strength and speed and the longest wingspan. His physicals were insane coming out of the draft. Yeah. Isn't he a free agent? I wonder if he'll... I mean, here's my thing also. Since the Magic are probably going to be drafting a big, Mo Bamba will probably leave. And there's a lot of teams that I could see unlocking his potential. I agree. No, I agree with that. Like, I still think... Spurs? Like, yeah, I don't know if you necessarily expect him to still become that guy that you once thought he would be, but... I think he can become a very, um, like, promising NBA player. Yeah, I think so, too. I think the Spurs should totally go after him if they don't get a center because they kind of wanted a center, and I, I would hope they have cap because <laughs> who are they paying? Isn't DeJounte making, like, a cheap bag? 18, I think. Yeah, he's probably their highest paid player. So, like, who are they paying? You know? Um, but, yeah. Anything, anything, else? anything else about the draft? I have a feeling we're going to get no draft day trades just because there, like, never is. Because They're just so rare. Well, the thing is, the thing is, the draft only thing that, picks. The only thing that, well, the only team that wants to is the Kings and, like, the Blazers. Do the Blazers even want to that much? Trade their pick? They definitely want to get, like, Jeremy Grant for the seventh pick. That doesn't make sense to me either. Like, you trade all this to get money, and you pick up $20 million in Jeremy Grant. Like, I like Jeremy Grant, but not He's not, not that much. Not that much. Like, yeah. With what they're trying to do. Is like, he the answer? No. Like, Jeremy Grant is a good fit, but, like, when you have Jeremy Grant and maybe... Miles Bridges or DeAndre Ayton. Like, that team sounds shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't Blazers, 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 needs to get the fuck out of there. The Blazers have the worst constructed roster in the league. Because if you look That's at... That's why I want them to rebuild. Like, the just, buy, just, just buy into Anthony Simons and the rebuild, bro. It's Dame and cap space. Literally, like, let Dame go be somewhere. Where he can actually win. Like, it's not happening in Portland. Let him New go York. To with Kyrie. <laughs> Kyrie's going to the Kyrie. Lakers, Have you not seen those reports? Yeah. I don't. I don't bro, I don't, could you imagine they do a sign in trade for Westbrook? <laughs> Kevin Durant and Westbrook. Kevin Durant's like, fuck. No, if they did that, Kevin Durant would literally request a trade. I, I think request a trade. Even if they get rid of Kyrie, if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm requesting a trade. I went there because of Kyrie. My, f- <laughs> my friend is trying to convince me he's going to the Raptors. Kyrie? No, KD. Oh, I was like, why the <laughs> fucking Kyrie? Yeah, why would both? I mean, I told you, KD's Apparently, a Raptors Apparently, yeah, because KD was a Raptors fan. <laughs> that doesn't reasoning. mean shit. <laughs> That's his reasoning. <laughs> Just because you were a Raptors fan, like... The thing is, he probably wasn't even, like, a diehard fan. Because if you're that good in the NBA, chances are you weren't watching the NBA that closely. Because that you spent all yeah. of your time becoming yeah. the players. <laughs> like, yeah. So, there are some players where they're, like, stat heads. But it's very rare. 
Most KD of them, I guess. Seen... I don't know. KD is actually kind of like that, though. Actually, yeah, that's true. But have you seen like when players come into the come into the league and they're like, "Who are your top five players in uh, of all time?" And they're like Kevin Durant, number one. <laughs> yeah, they say like that. Most weird ass players. We got LeBron. I think Lillard's two. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Lillard's the second best player of all time. <laughs> They just be playing basketball. They're like, yeah, I really, I really like his bag, Allen Iverson, best player of all time. Yeah, I, they're they're always like Iverson, KD's usually up there, Shaq's usually pretty high, just Kobe. like the flashiest players. No I one's ever gonna say Tim Duncan and Shaq ain't flashy. He's fatty. <laughs> he's it's he's flashing his fat. <laughs> Um, but that is all for this episode of Hooper's Lab Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. We hope you tune into the next one, and we're excited for the draft that's coming up this Thursday. Woo! We'll see you in the next. Woo! We'll see you in the next one. Take care and goodbye. Adios.